1: I know it's close to Halloween, this is not Texas Chainsaw Massacre Sunday or anything like that, but I kind of want to make a point today in our uh, series uh, about devotion. Our, Our devotion can be what you saw depicted in the video that we've been playing each week as an intro to this series. As we sit down and we read our Bibles and we study and we pray or you read devotional material, uh, that's part of our devotion. So we, we can have devotion just like this. But as you have devotion just like this, you're also going to find that Jesus said things like this in Matthew 25. If you've done it to the least of these, you've done it to me. Man. So while this is definitely part of our devotion, so is it part of our devotion to do things like our men's group has been involved with this week. Uh, it'd be a different type of Sunday. Uh, today is more like a missions-focused Sunday. Had not planned it, but uh, we didn't plan the tornadoes coming through either, and uh, uh, I spent three solid days along with our men cutting wood, trying to help people and, uh, and get trees off their houses and off the driveways. And uh, I didn't have time to do my normal sermon preparation had I wanted to uh, this week. But I felt like after the first couple of days, I thought, well, maybe something different needs to happen uh, today. So uh, that's that's why we kind of changed things up a little bit. I got a little bit worried about the service to start with because one of our church members in the first service, uh, Tom, uh, had, had been somewhere this week and found this book in one of the old stores that he goes in. He gave it to me, Wills County Memories, Possum Hunters, Moonshine, and Shuck Dolls." <laughs> so I, I don't know what it says about your pastor, the fact that I'm from Wills County and someone gives me a book that says Moonshine on it. And I come out carrying a chainsaw. That might make you a little bit suspect this, uh, this, this week about things. But um, I, I, I do want to thank the, the men and, and some of the women that, that came out and helped uh, this past week. Uh, Becky and myself were uh, out in our vehicle toward Lenore. And I posted some pictures of how dark it looked in Lenore. But uh, it rained really hard there. But man, the wind kind of came up through this area. Uh, Here and, of course, on over into Welsh County, there's been a lot of damage done. Don't know if you've had a chance to get out and ride around any or not. If you happen to have uh, ridden up here behind City Barbecue and looked behind City Barbecue and across the street, uh, I I can tell you uh, there are are multitudes of places that look just like that uh, all in our area. Uh, We did a lot of work last week, but if, if people stay completely engaged There'll still be work to do six months from now, uh, right here in, in our area. So, uh, uh, I want to challenge you if you have time. I know some of you work during the week and cannot. Uh, we're going to meet here at eight o'clock in the morning, anyone that's free and, and try and go out and get started back, uh, doing some uh, work for people in the community. Uh, North Carolina Baptist men, which, uh, they got a little bit more red tape than we do to go through things. Our church is a Southern Baptist church. We're affiliated, uh, with the Baptist day convention. Uh, but we kind of have some instant needs from some of our church members that got us, uh, going ahead and engaging early. Uh, on Tuesday morning. But North Carolina Baptist Men, they have set up a hub at Concord Baptist Church. And you can call uh, over there from eight to five and uh, contact them if you know of someone else that has need, if you have need yourself, or maybe if you can volunteer at some time other than when our group is going out, uh, then you can call and find out how to do that through North Carolina uh, Baptist Men. Uh, so I, I, I severely appreciate all the people that went out with us. It was a uh, uh, tiring uh, three days. I was glad to take Friday off, uh, to be honest with you. I found out that I definitely am almost 62 years old uh, in, in, in the process of, uh, of doing this. Uh, what we're going to do today is play you a, a video uh, Davey Whitton put together. Uh, Davey was so kind to come and, and bring his uh, tractor and uh, help us with some of the work. He and Lois, uh, his wife, are members of our church. Uh, by the way, uh, he also has started a uh, uh, a ministry. Uh, David was retired from being kind of in in, in high end management in the in the furniture uh, industry, uh, but he evidently didn't retire just to stay retired because he started an organization where he's trying to help uh, retired people, shut in adults, and things like that that don't have the means. Uh, and that's something he started to do, um, uh, him himself, uh, and he showed up with a card that he had already had prepared, uh, at our men's meeting, but he's got a YouTube channel entitled all things retired people. Uh, so you can go there and see some of the things that he's doing. I'm sure he could use volunteers at other times. Uh, also maybe as we start to get caught up on the work that we have here, but, uh, David put together a video, and uh, and I want us to watch the video. That's why the children are here. By the way, the older children, rather than being upstairs, I thought they needed to be here uh, also and and watch some of the video. On the other side of the video, this month, and we've not said a whole lot about it at this point. Uh, this month is 15 years that Day Three Church has been in existence. But <laughs> let, let me stop you and ask you if you're going. Uh, you know. I'm going to ask you to applaud again, but applaud for Jesus, okay? It's not us, it's him. Um, I'll say more about that in in, in a few minutes because there have been years, and maybe we should have done it this year with it being 15 years to plan a meal and celebrate and things like that. There have been times we've done that in the past and I almost felt guilty about having done it. I I, I don't know why. You know, because it, it, we are only here because of him, you know, amen. Uh, and I'll share a little bit about that on the other side of the video. And then we'll have testimony time uh, today. So if you're a first time guest visiting with us today, uh, things are a little bit different, but I think God had it planned this way. Uh, so uh, please come back and uh, see more of a normal uh, service later. But if you would, uh, let me lead us in prayer and then uh, turn your attention to the screen for a few minutes. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to have uh, served you and others, uh, this week. Uh, Father, I pray you, uh, inspire us to do more as we, as we watched how you used some of our members this week to bless others. We thank you for the 15 years you've given us. Uh, Father, help us to be protective of that and sensitive to your will as we move forward. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Miss Abernathy in the uh, last picture. Her house was the one that we uh, took the tree off of and tarped. Uh, she was a uh, retired teacher, taught for 38 years, uh, lived there by herself. Uh, had about uh, seven or so holes in the roof of the house that um, uh, the insurance company was not going to be there in time even to evaluate. We finally talked them into allowing us to take the tree off the house. And uh, and then we went and picked tarps up because the rain that came yesterday. Had we not done that, uh, there had been a lot more damage that would have taken place uh, in her home. Uh, so I want to thank all of you who served. There will be a lot to do uh, for weeks to come, probably months to come, for churches to be in, involved in and engaged with. Uh, I want to also thank you guys for uh, the way you financially support our church. We've got an outflow account that we have some money still in. Uh, That enabled us to go out and do some of this work uh, this past week. Uh, You you helped buy these tarps. You helped buy a couple of chainsaws just like this one. Uh, Some of us showed up with our own, but there was so much work to do. We kept throwing chains, and ours were not quite uh, that large. So you helped provide that for our men to be able to go out and do work through your giving. You may not think of that when you give. Uh, You think of it probably in another context sometimes. Uh, Because we support mission work and do various things, and it's all very important. But but I want to thank you for your support and uh, and for what you uh, did. Uh, There's all kinds of work, as I said, still yet to do. Uh, myself and another one of our members is going to go out. He's got a bucket truck this afternoon and evaluate some places because there are many places with twisted trees hanging uh, in the top of a tree. It's just too dangerous to go and work around. We've got to figure out how to try and help the people by getting some of those uh, removed. So uh, uh, once once again, thank you. Uh, Joey was at the first service. He was the one climbing in the tree. If I'm an ninja woodchuck, he's an ninja squirrel uh, by, by the way, uh, for, for the work that, uh, that, that he was doing. Um, and I, I think maybe in one of the pictures you saw this, Jesus bled for us. We can bleed for him a little bit. Amen. Uh, also, uh, and, and, uh, and I promise you I didn't cut Rick. That was just, uh, that was just the, the what had happened to him while we were doing it. Um, I, I'm going to ask Daryl to come and we're not going to, he'll, he'll start around in a minute for some testimonies. But I, I, I do want the, the testimonies to be open a little bit more than what they have been before. And the reason I'm asking Daryl to do this instead of John or someone else, you don't get to see him much because he's upstairs with the children. And, and since the older children are are down here, I wanted him to come down and uh, and join us. But um, I, I wanted to, um, to, to to, I guess, recite or Uh, relive a little bit of the history of our church since we are 15 years old because some of you are not aware of it I guess Uh, even though we try and share some of it in membership classes so I wanted to uh, go over that just a little bit and then give a time for you to give some testimonies we've been asking for the testimonies to be just based on your personal devotions during the week today I'm going to change that a little bit because maybe you were impacted by the storm yourself Uh, maybe you need to give thanksgiving to God that you were safe through the storm uh, maybe you need to give some other type of testimony. So today it doesn't just have to be uh, about your personal devotion. <clears throat> uh, around, well, the, the, the church has existed uh, now for 15 years. God, I think, started dealing with my heart not long after he called me in the ministry about some time playing in a church. Most of you know I'm a former law enforcement, and I remember riding around a patrol car and seeing a vacant building. And kind of thinking in my mind, Well, I wonder what it would be like to try and plant a church there, 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 whatever. But um, it seemed like it was never God's timing. Uh, I started reading the book entitled The Purpose Driven uh, Church um, two years before it really meant anything to me. I started reading it, and it didn't seem like I I gravitated to it a whole lot at that time, so I put it aside. Uh, Two years later, I picked it back up and started reading it again. And it was like, I don't even remember the book being like that two years ago because it it was God's timing, I think. And and he was trying to use that in in a way in in my life and evidently, I think, maybe in the life of this church to where he really started kind of pushing my buttons. Uh, I couldn't sleep at night. Uh, I would wake up. I woke up with the name of the church on my mind uh, in I, I was wanting to be cautious and sensitive. I never stepped out like that. I'd always pass the churches with existing structures, existing budgets, and uh, and everything. And, and it's a little bit scary if you just step out and you're leaving an existing church and you've got a a, a wife and kids and you don't know exactly what that's going to look like and uh, kind of wondering what it you know what will happen to you when you do it. And I was really trying to be sensitive because I I, I didn't want it to be that I ate bad pizza one. And I went to bed and couldn't sleep and had dreams, you know. I, I wanted some evidence that it was something from the Lord. And, uh, and I just couldn't get any peace uh, about doing anything but planting a church. So um, I, I, I started in that direction. There, there are other reasons for it, not just having read The Purpose Driven Church. Uh, there are reasons for it, really, I, I don't necessarily need to get into it, want to get into But I just became discontent with church as it was, at least for me, in that moment. That doesn't mean that the church has to be like this. Uh, That doesn't mean there's something wrong with traditional church or traditional hymns. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with certain dress codes or whatever church is. But I I, I just felt God, I I saw people being left out that maybe didn't feel comfortable that they could go to church the way they dressed or whatever. And, And God was just speaking to me in a lot of different ways and out of my discontentment. I started going that direction daryl was on staff with me at another church uh and i and i started talking to him some and he and sandra both felt led uh, to try and go start a church we talked to the leadership in that church eventually and told them what we were feeling like and they allowed us to pass a membership uh or kind of a card on a membership card but a card through the congregation to find out how many may be interested in helping to start the church um I thought it was kind of like a win-win situation. I think ultimately, maybe it has been uh, at this point. Uh, has the, uh, some, I had some—I think God-appointed conversations with some people, like Lynn Crump at a gas pump uh, in in Hudson, and uh, and and some others. Some of you have been here from the beginning. Uh, we we had a meeting. Uh, and an old sign company, and myself found that Appalachian Sign Company in Joyston Some of you don't even know where Joyston is because you're right through it and you're through it And it, you're, you know, you didn't know it was Joyston But we were in an old sign company there that had uh, paint splotches all over the floor uh, We had to repaint the walls, hang some fabric here and there on the walls trying to manage sound in it uh, there, we had a, uh, kind of like a little bit of a core group meeting of people we thought were interested. I, I, I think Lynn, you may remember Darrell, we thought maybe 40 some people there that first time we met. And, uh, and also we met, uh, in, 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 then started planning our first, uh, worship service. Uh, we had people who had family to come. So we had about 140 people for Sunday. Now it went down from there to probably the eighties and the nineties, somewhere through there. Uh, and we were in that facility, uh, I guess a little bit over a year. Uh, so I was surprised people kept came- coming to that facility. They didn't come for the aesthetics of the building, uh, at all. Uh, it was, uh, an old, old factory that made signs, uh, on one side of it, there's tubular gas heat on this side. There was none. So in the wintertime, these people are freezing to death. These people over here think I'm preaching on hell every Sunday. Uh, <laughs> In the, in, in the summer months, it had an internal air conditioning compressor in the building, not outside, so we could run it during the music. We couldn't run it when I was preaching, so during the summer, everybody thought I was preaching on hell every Sunday because it was so hot and, and sweaty. We were there a little bit over a year. Uh, I, I think probably God led us to purchase this little metal building that Cass rents from us now, behind Captain's Galley Seafood. That's the one that God blessed us to be able to pay for uh, just a few months ago. Uh, we were there for, uh, I guess, a little bit over a year or two. But the same man that owned that property, and we got in a relationship with him by buying that property, owned this property. So after we'd been up there probably a year and a half or so, he called me, and he wanted know if we'd be interested in this facility. And uh, I mean, I thought, well, I'd be crazy and ought to be because we're right on 321. But it was December first of December. He wanted to do something by the end of December uh, in order to get a tax write-off because he was going to gift part of it. We came to look at the facility. We were still a young church, about one third the size that we are now in attendance. I just couldn't see any way through to us being able to yeah, make a step forward to buy this from him. And, and I still have the loan up there. So I came down one uh, Thursday evening and I prayed and I said, God, if you want us here, you're going to have to do something I don't even see on the radar at all. Uh, the next day, the owner of the property called. He said, I think I know what we can do. If your church will pay the engineer uh, along with me to condo the property. Uh, he said, I will sell you the downstairs 10,000 square feet on 321 for $28,000. Uh, we, we had the money to pay for that. So we bought this. Uh, I failed to mention about four days into the fact that we felt for sure God was calling us to plant a church. Someone uh, donated 13 acres of land to us, and uh, we were able to liquidate that later to renovate this. We had 1st ride refusal upstairs. We bought it probably a year and a half later maybe. And then about a year or so after that, I guess we bought the, uh, the four and a half acres of land or so that's out back here. Uh, That's just a quick history lesson. Um, Planting a church almost made me feel like that all the rest of the years I spent in the ministry, I had never really walked by faith. I hate to say that because everything was already kindly There. And I don't know that there's anything we have ever done that we really saw by sight. I, I mean, Lynn, you've been on the leadership team from the beginning. And Daryl has been. I mean, it was always like we, we think we're supposed to do this, but we can't see how we're going to do it. And, and all I can do is tell you God's been faithful. And it's in spite of Daryl and myself or any of our leadership team or John. John's, John's been with us. Uh, can you believe this? He's been with us for, for almost six years now himself. And, uh, and, and uh, I, I mean, God's just, he, he's blessed us over and over again in spite of us. I wish I had some other stats. Maybe I should have looked up some other stats. I wish I knew how many people we'd baptized. I, I, I mean, I could find it out, but I don't know it today. Uh, and it's not about bragging about the numbers anyway. It's just the fact that God's done something. And I want us to be sensitive and not ever miss him. We can mess this up in a heartbeat. I can mess it up in a heartbeat. I don't want to ever do that. we we'll get to baptize someone here at the end of this service in a few minutes. we have someone to baptize next week. I, I just want to just to take a minute, because some of you have been here and you didn't know anything about the history of the church. And, and I just wanted to thank the Lord, and thank Jesus, because that's who it needs to be about and who we need to keep it about. It's not about day three, the work we put on the screen, that's not about day three. That ought to be about Jesus. I mean, it's not, we don't even need to go do it because we're doing it for Him. That being said, I'm going to ask Daryl, if he would, to uh, be ready with a mic and see if you guys have some testimonies you'd like to share.
2: How's how's it going, everybody? Um, So I'm usually not too good with big crowds. So I'm in the spotlight now, so no turning back. All right. So um, um, I was out of town last week at a telecom convention in in Fort Worth, Texas. And and the last night I was there, um, I was coming back to the hotel, and, and a homeless man approached me. And he was pretty upbeat, smiling, well spirited and, you know, of course the the obvious question, do you do you have anything you can give? And, you know, um I, I'm I'm not one to ever carry cash. So so at the time I uh, you know, I was known then, you know, he's like, Oh, you know what, it's all right, it's all right, just just as happy as can be. So, um I, I said, Why don't you walk with me a little bit? My hotel's up here and you know, I'd like to talk to you about your circumstance a little bit and and, you know, so, um, it was about a 10 minute walk and we walked to the hotel and, and, uh, I'm not going to get into all the details. Um, but, uh, you know, he, he shared with me, uh, um, how, how he ended up where he is. He, he made a poor decision a while back and did 19 years in prison. And, uh, you know, he, he's been trying to recover ever since, um, so anyway, we get back to the hotel and, and, and we had some additional conversation that was that really piqued interest in, in, in me. And um, I told him, I said, wait here, I'm, I'm going to run up to the room and, I, and I'll be back down because I want to talk to you some more. So on the way, I stopped at an ATM and went up to the room and, and came back down and, and he was still there. So to, to speed it up a little bit, so about an hour later... Um, you know, we're, we're in the conversation, and, and he just randomly um, made the comment, um, you know, our meeting is no coincidence. And, and immediately, you know, I was like, okay, he's, he, he, he's got something here. And I asked him, I, 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 said, I said, do you believe in God? And he said, yes, I do. So the, the, the conversation steered, steered in that direction. And, and I found out very quickly that, that this man was very, very well versed in the scriptures. And we, we spent about another hour out there talking about God and, uh, and, and you know, all, all the glory and blessings that, that, that he's given us. And, and to, to, as we started winding up, um, I, you know, I, I I said, can can I pray for you? Which is something that that I probably don't do enough of. But uh, so he said, yeah, 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 absolutely. So so I prayed prayed over him, and then uh, I was I was getting up to to walk away, and he grabbed my hand, and he started praying over me, and um uh, and and I, I'll tell you that um, whenever, whenever he was praying over me, there was a peace and calmness and comfort that came over me that I have never experienced in my life. And um, so I, I, I want to close it I want to close my story with this is um, don't ever judge a book by its cover. Um, you know, I agree a hundred percent. It was no coincidence me meeting him that night, and um, and and I ended up helping him out. But I can tell you um, that there is absolutely no amount of money I could have given him that night, or anything I could have done for him, that would outweigh the blessing that he was to me. So. Amen.
3: You know, God has a way of uh, giving us hints, get, helping us get where He, where he wants us, and uh, I often miss these. Um, I've been struggling with having a, a personal quiet time for a long time, and um, a few weeks ago, I was running, having problems with insomnia, waking up every day at four or five in the morning, and I'd read a book. Um, God, I think He was starting to tell me something I didn't figure out that I probably could use that time better. Then Pastor started this series. Um, I again started thinking, okay. I hadn't quite put it all together, but maybe. And then we had the great speaker a couple of weeks ago. And finally, the God had kind of hit me over the head, said, you know, use that time at five in the morning to have some, you know, devotion time. So, you know, I've downloaded some great apps and gotten into it more. And, um, you know, just, it's just a victory that, you know, he, he does get us where He wants us. And I appreciate the church has helped me get there. And so my, my point here is that, you know, if I can do it, you guys can do it too. If you're struggling with it, I wouldn't wish insomnia on anybody, but uh, we can all find in 5, 10, 50 minutes a day, um, it's, it's worth it. Amen.
4: Now I know everybody's scared to death, because whenever I get up, it's always trouble. Uh, I just want to thank this church, first of all, for letting me come here today. I have become quite high-maintenance. First, I burned my house down the week before Christmas, and then Jennifer calls, and I will tell you this: this was I had was such at such a loss in this church. It came just it, when I called Lynn. It was like everything was fine. Uh, Jennifer calls me in a panic, and every tree in her driveway is in the driveway. She can't get out. She's got special needs kid that lives there, so. Even if it's not like I'm stuck at the house, if something did happen, they needed to be able to get out. I thought about two or three different things. I'm like, rent a chainsaw, and I'm not one of these people. I'm, first of all, I'm old. I'm older than Lynn, which is real old. And um, I didn't know what to do. And I called Lynn, and all of a sudden, he's there, Monday night, and we've got people we're starting to organize this thing, and then Tuesday morning, we go all meet over there. He buys everybody breakfast. He, he does everything, and we have, I don't know, 15 or 20 people in there solving a problem that could not be fixed, and the same thing happened with several things that have happened over the past, and I, it started making me realize how valuable this church and this group of people are, and it's not the building, it's the people. You guys are amazing. Everybody here is just awesome, and I love being a part of this. And I wish I could do more to support than what I do. And I know a lot of you probably feel that same way too. But sometimes it's just reaching in and giving a hand. But this has um, been—it was an awesome experience, and being with the people and doing the things that we did. I wish I—I told Lynn I wish I could help more, but I have a business I have to run once in a while. And um, I just wanted to say thanks to everybody. And this church really has been a blessing to me, and it will be a blessing to you if you let it be that way. Thank you.
5: Um, I like a lot of guys in here or in law enforcement, Aaron couple of us and you know during circumstances like this we run to people Um, we go to help people and Monday Monday morning or Monday afternoon we were all sitting around I have four kids and we were all sitting around and the alarm system kept saying tornado 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 and my Carrie looked at me and she said what do you think we ought to do so I started watching the trees and I said we need to go to the basement Y'all know, five, six minutes, she's gone. And I walk outside, and I've got trees everywhere. I've got one that's bounced off the house. Um, I've got four or five down in the back, four or five down in the front. And my wife told me after everything calmed down, she said, you can ride a ticket and you can rest a drunk, but I don't trust you with a chainsaw. <laughs> um, so we're, we, we go to check on other neighbors. We go up
1: to the daycare. Uh, He's couple, a highway patrolman, by the way, so, so you know that. <laughs> A couple of
5: troopers, friends of mine, we go to the daycare and we check on everything, and we come back and start surveying our damage. And I start looking around, and you can see the path of the tornado, how it come up through Hickory and come up by our house. Well, to describe my front yard, I've got three pine trees that are about eighty feet tall. I've got two big oak trees in the backyard that are about one hundred and twenty-five feet tall. Well, for some reason, the oak trees fell the way that the storm was coming, but my pine trees fell the opposite way. And had they fallen the way the storm come, they would have fell right in my house. So I got to looking, and um, Jessica, Pastor's daughter, called me Tuesday night and said, hey, we want to help. We heard um, about your damage and everything. So Pastor Lynn calls me. uh, They come out. And honest to goodness, y'all, I've been a part. My daddy was a Baptist preacher at one time. And I've been a part of a lot of different churches throughout my life. Um, but I haven't had anybody run to help me. Um, and it's a good feeling. Um, I couldn't have done it by myself. Um, you know, i got trooper friends that offer to help, but during circumstances like this, we're all over the place. Um, so it was really, really comforting to wake up this morning because um, I thought to myself, how am I going to get up and publicly thank the church? You know, I know he's got his sermon. We got, the church does things. How, what kind of opportunity will I have to publicly thank the church? And you see what happens. Uh, and the Lord provided that opportunity for me. Um, I'm, I'm safe. We got out and rode around and we're lucky compared to a lot of my neighbors. So y'all keep our neighbors in your prayers. We got a couple of. Uh, elderly couples that have trees down in their homes and they can't uh, go back home until the damage is fixed. Um, that, uh, thank you. Thank you, Pastor Lynn. Thank you all for helping. Um, my house looks like a house now, other than the DOT stuff they've got to pick up. But I just want to thank, thank the church. Um, and it, it's, a, it's been a great experience.
6: I'd rather be upstairs. I don't get this much exercise. I'm not going to stand up because I have a sleeping baby on me. Um, Anyway, I'm also in the law enforcement family, so my husband's not around a lot. I'm not a single mom, I promise. But (laughs) um, we've been out a few weeks and sickness and so what, Um, but... Pastor Lynn messaged me on Facebook and asked about me, and he cares. This is Pastor Appreciation Month, and we appreciate you. Um, that That's the first time a pastor has ever asked me why I miss church, and that he missed me at church. Um, so to know that you care enough about your congregation is a big, big thing for us. So thank you.
7: I actually raised my hand a second ago because I want to see Daryl run all the way across. But um, a couple quick things. Number one, um, I want to put a plug in for everybody here on their giving. Uh, Thank you. I've been involved with the budget here for the last three or four or five years, and uh, it's been easy. Um, I've done it at other churches where it wasn't easy. It's been easy here because everybody um, is faithful in their giving. Uh, I know it's not one of the pastor's favorite topics to preach on, so I'll put a little plug now. Um, If you're not giving, um, you will be blessed if you do. If you are, continue and and try to step it up. So that's my little plug for for the budget and the church. Um, The second thing I wanted to say, I was in Ash County all day on Monday when the the rains and the storms came through, and uh, it was uh, bad up there too, not as bad as some of the tornadoes through here, um, but terrible flooding in in Ash and in parts of Watauga and Boone. And uh, it took me about twice as long to get back home as it normally would. But on the way, um, as I was stopped in traffic, because the two-lane road I was on was completely mudded down to one lane in a couple areas, um, there was a, a beautiful rainbow, um, actually a double rainbow, um, probably the, the most beautiful rainbow I've ever seen. I'm not one to stop and take pictures, but I took a picture of it, um, shared it with my wife. I don't have Facebook or anything, so I haven't put it out to anybody else. So she might later on at some point. But um, it just made me think... Um, you know, even with all the damage, all the rain, all the wind, uh, there's still someone uh, that's looking over us, looking out for us. Um, and, you know, it just kind of made me remember uh, the rainbow as a symbol of God's promise um, and, and God's love for everyone that's here. So that's that's it.
0: Hello, everyone. I'm uh, Matt. Um, God delivered me from a jail cell about seven years ago, and I started coming to Day 3 Church. I was immediately welcomed, uh, loving arms from so many people. And uh, it wasn't long after that, maybe six years ago, God allowed me to be involved with a young adult's ministry. So I just wanted to share something, another way that God has used Day 3 Church. Uh, to love and minister to people and, uh, pretty soon you will get to get the opportunity to be involved, uh, this Christmas with a soup kitchen ministry. And about six years ago, the young adults group that I was hanging out with, we did a, a study and then we did a church wide study. It was on the book, a radical by David Platt. And it was about, uh, taking a more radical approach to, um, following Christ, uh, and it really impacted uh, several of our lives at the time. But me and, and one of the young adults, had start, we just decided uh, that God put it on our hearts to go to the Hickory Soup Kitchen. And we would start taking uh, the big to-go boxes of coffee from Starbucks. And we would go down and we would hang out in the, um, the little welcome area outside the soup kitchen and we would just give out free coffee and then we would just start talking to people and ministering to them and sharing our testimonies. But at the same time, uh, just like he shared a while ago, uh, we were blessed with more of their testimonies and how God was working in their lives. Uh, even given their circumstances and their situations, there was even a, uh, one that stood out to, uh, is Mindy Biswell and, and I, um, this guy approached us, and uh, he was pretty wild-looking young man, uh, long hair, and he wore mascara, and he had piercings all over him, and he had this metal stuff, black leather and metal stuff all over him. And we couldn't remember his name, but we started calling him Lucy because he was in the Luciferan religion. Uh, so he, he worshipped Satan, and uh, I had a cross necklace, and I remember he always wanted to spit on my cross necklace, and it was just some weird things, and it was kind of freaking Mindy out. But we were like excited, and we we're like, "Oh, but what would Jesus do?" So we just kept on going back and talking to him and ministering to him. After a few weeks, though, uh, he wasn't there anymore. And uh, the director down there, we had, we said, "Where's Lucy at?" And he was like, "Oh, he's uh he had uh, contacted his family, and I think his dad was a pastor, a Baptist pastor, growing up, and." Uh, he made some bad mistakes, and they kind of shunned him maybe, and he went off on his own, and that's why he ended up uh, in that religion. But they said he got back in touch with his, his parents and, uh, and moved back home, so I, I you know, I pray that that's what God just drew him back to him. But from that point, and I think maybe a year later, um, we, we'd kind of been sharing some of our stories, and Rick Little and his wife, they were like, well, we've been volunteering at the Lenore Soup Kitchen, Uh, helping out there, and they're like, well, maybe God can just lead us to to get something going where we could keep going and ministering, and I think he laid it as Christmas on our hearts to go. Uh, The the directors of the soup kitchens were like, yeah, Christmas is a big time. There's lots of people, lots of men, women, and children that have to go to the soup kitchens uh, to have their Christmas meals, and uh, Rick can probably tell you, uh, after a few years, I'm you know, uh, I kind of slacked a little bit on in the ministry, but Rick, uh, God has used him in, in mighty ways to really uh, take over and lead that ministry. And uh, I think IHAS got involved, and uh, another uh, group of uh, the Biker Ministry uh, got involved and has really helped a lot with that. Um, I, I'm not—I can't remember. I know it started out with like two of us six years ago. Rick, do you know about how many people go? Because now we go to three soup kitchens, right? Catawba, Caldwell, and Burke. Is that that's correct? Do you, you know how, about how many people go now? A hundred? At least 50 or more. So, I mean, uh, it started out two people at Hickory Soup Kitchen just going and hanging out with people. To now it's uh, over 50 people to three soup kitchens and not only that but every year we raise enough money to take gifts to give out to everyone at the soup kitchen and that's men women and children so that just blessed me to see how god just puts a little spark in someone's heart and just how awesome he is to uh to stay faithful and and the way he touches people's lives so this year we will be going again uh and doing somewhere around 1200 treat bags and, and handing out so i encourage you to get involved with that we, you really meet some incredible people that are just in some uh, bad circumstances and situations. So I just want to share that with you. Um,
8: Hi. Most of you probably don't know me because I'm younger, but I was just going to speak for most of the kids and the teenagers now because a lot of people have been bullied lately with everything going on um in this world now and i have been bullied and i was just gonna say don't be mean to those people who bully you because probably it's just things that are going on in their family and that they have now because they have been bullied before so i was just gonna say that for the kids and teenagers
6: Uh, he mentioned that, uh, Pastor Lynn mentioned that he and I have been, uh, started day three some 15 years ago. Uh, he did not mention, uh, he and I have been serving the Lord together for 21 years. I've been with him almost as long as I've been married. (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, But I thank God for the way, as he said, how God has blessed our church. I thank God for all the lives that have been impacted through this church. You know you're getting old when you have people who were involved in children's ministry, come through student ministry, who now have children that you baptize and lead to Jesus. You're old, man. You're old. That's me. I'm thankful for all the students that went on mission trips over the years, who have served in Jesus' name in Philadelphia, West Palm Beach, Nashville. All over this you know, all over. I thank the opportunity I thank God for the opportunity to serve. We are never listen, we are never more like Jesus than when we're serving. Do you understand that? Because he himself said, I came to serve. That's how we're like Christ here on earth is through service, serving others. That's when we are the church. The church. We're the called out ones, called out to serve, to be different, to represent the creator, to represent the one who has rocked our world through salvation. And we're a representation of that. And just to echo again what he shared, for those of you who came and and gave of your time and energy uh, this week through helping others in our community, I want to thank you as well. Anyone like to share?
8: I don't think I ever feel so close to God as I do whenever I'm able to serve other people. It's just in my heart it's what we're supposed to do. And it's such a blessing, not to just to the people that you help, but to yourself. And this verse and I'm gonna read it from the message because I really like this translation of this particular passage. It's 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 5. I'll praise to the God and Father of our Master, Jesus the Messiah, Father of all mercy, God of all healing counsel. He comes alongside us when we go through hard times. And before you know it, he brings us alongside someone else who is going through hard times so that we can be there for that person, just as God was there for us. We have plenty of hard times that come from following the Messiah, but no more so than the good times of his healing comfort. We get a full measure of that too.
6: My friend Joey Finley was the one climbing the tree this week. And and, and
1: if I am a ninja woodchuck, he's a ninja squirrel or something. I, I don't know.
9: Uh, Give me just a minute because uh, it has been a a blessing, a true blessing to be at Day 3 Church. I've been to church most of my life, but this is the first church I've ever been to that serves our community and serves our people like this church does. I have volunteered. I have volunteered more since I've been at day three church than any time I've ever had in church. I've seen this church help more people and do community service than most of the other churches. I just want to tell you about some of the experiences that I had. Men and women that came out and helped, they're they're a blessing to me and to the people that they helped. But whenever you walk up to somebody's house and they're sitting in the middle of this devastation and they have no hope at all, I saw a man sitting in the middle of these trees. And his wife told me, she said, he's devastated. He don't know what to do. He's standing there in the middle of it looking at nothing. I mean, just everything. He's got like, this mountain to climb. And he looked so devastated. Whenever we left he was out working beside everybody and he was laughing and the hope and the energy that he had came from god god was working there he was working he was working through all the men and women that was working there whenever they say you know you see god working somewhere run and help him well we ran over there and he was working all over There was people that were devastated and didn't have any hope. And God showed up. And the experience that they had was a blessing to me. I know that Pastor Lynn he works hard each and every day but what he worked this past week is unbelievable when everybody else went home he got on his computer he got on his motorcycle went out looking for more people he got phone calls thank you thank you for everything that you do for us I see God working in you each and every day i thank god for this church the money that you give bought those chainsaws they cut our time in half we could help more people with new equipment like that that first day we were suffering we like the preacher said we were throwing chains the chains were coming off we didn't have any other chains And the chainsaws made a big difference in how many people we could help. I want to thank Bill for starting our men's ministry backup. We, had it, we used to have it going, but Bill has really done a good job in getting us together, having projects for us to do. and I just want to say thank you to Bill. And to Davey for bringing a tractor. That was like bringing ten men at one time. Uh, I just want to tell you that we made a difference in people's lives. But it wasn't us. God made that difference. God showed up whenever people were at their lowest point. And God showed up and said, you know what? There's hope in this world because of people like this church and other churches. I saw other churches out. They were out working. And it's not us. It's not the men and women out working. It's God working through us to shine a light in the darkness of this world whenever we have such tragedy like this. I'm just amazed at how well we work together As a church, I can tell you an experience. I was sitting there cutting limbs. I walked into this tree, and I was sitting there cutting limbs. And the only thing that I could see was hands coming in from behind me, pulling trees. I mean, as soon as I could cut them, behind me, they were gone. They were gone. We had the place cleaned up in no time. Again, I just want to say thank you. For all the people who showed up, all the people who prayed for us, all the people who wanted to be there and couldn't. There's opportunities out there, not just cutting wood, trunk or treat. We have other opportunities to work to serve our God. And if you have never done it, try it one time and it will change your life. It changed mine. I want to go serve. The lady that had the tarp put on her house, I didn't get to go to that house. I saw pictures. And I got jealous. I got jealous because I wasn't there. Because I knew God was working in that house. And I wanted to be beside my God, working with him where he was at. I was jealous because I was not with my God. But I knew that he was working with every person that was there. And I just would like to say that if you get the opportunity to serve, please do. Because God will bless you more than you can ever imagine. And it's not the people that you're helping. It's you who that God's going to bless.
1: Let me, let me put a little plug in uh, real quick, and then we'll give a chance maybe for one, one or two more quick testimonies before we need to close the service today. Uh, our, our church is affiliated with the Southern Baptist Convention. I actually work part-time with the Baptist Day Convention with church planners. Um, North Carolina Baptist men uh, are setting up a hub station at Concord Baptist Church uh, they will be there from, uh, they'll be open 8 to 5 to where you can call in uh, there in case you know of someone that needs help, a neighbor that needs help. Uh, or if you can volunteer sometime when we aren't going out, our group, you can volunteer uh, and call Norcon Baptist Men there at Concord and ask uh, at, the, at the Concord Baptist. They'll get you in touch with the right person and ask maybe how, how you can help. And I just felt like I need to put that, that plug in real quick. Somebody, somebody else?
10: I wanted to uh, just thank uh, God for the opportunity that he he gave us last week. Um, I kept reiterating to the man uh, through email each night to get rest, put your muscle cream on and (laughs) recoup. But um, you've heard other people talking about the blessings. Um, You can't beat service. I've been in organizations, and I think this is where Davy's coming from. Also, that they'll preach, service, 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 but you never see it uh, in a in a workplace or wherever, even in a church. But um, the the group that we've been able to work with this week, uh, it's been phenomenal. And we we have laughed, we have cut up, we have fellowshiped, all because we're out serving people. If something on ourselves hurt. Or we had elements or other stuff to do. Everybody was rearranging their schedules just so they could be helping this community. Uh, Joey and I got to conversing about second or first day about how we learned how to run a chainsaw. And uh, for those who love to chainsaw, uh, you know, there's a difference. You either run it or it runs you. And show you how God ties things in, this morning, my devotion, one of my devotions was on the, the role of grandparents and, and the important job. And Joey and I both was able to reminisce about how our grandfathers had taught us how to run a chainsaw and, and how to fall a tree and how to sit and study and be sure you didn't get killed by that tree. And uh, it made a difference because when you've got sometimes five, six chainsaws running, you've got to be careful uh, and and it, it makes a difference, the role of somebody teaching us. But it also ties in the role that we have to teach others. One day, I think it was the first day, uh, we had a man and his two sons join us. I don't know their name. I don't know them. But I, they don't go to church here, do they, Len?
1: No, they uh, but, they go to dry ponds.
10: Okay. But they had heard that we were going to be out working and the man's son said, you know, Daddy, I think one of them didn't have school or delay. And he said, Daddy, can we go help you? And those two little boys worked their high ends off. Uh, his to, brother,
1: his brother Derek Estes, is cut. a member here. And that was Drew right.
10: Estes. They just want to come alongside. But uh, I'll, I'll hush now. But guys, join us. When we have our men's ministry, we're going to meet the 11th of November and then the 9th of December, and we try to have projects. But this is just an off off uh, uh, set of what is going on in our community. And, and Lynn has found tons of stuff for us to do. We've still got work promised to do, and I was really really proud, uh, in a good way, I think, when the Baptist man's guy called me Friday and he says, "Hey, you know, Bill, we've got your number. We know your group wants to come alongside, and we do." But it tickled me to death knowing that we'd already been in the trenches for a week. And it takes them a little bit longer to get organized. We understand that. But the the lady that Nancy hooked us up with, uh, that lady was phenomenal because in the devastation of her home, uh, she started seeing it and going from sadness to happy to laughing to being giddy with us. And as we always either started off and finished in prayer at the house, and we finished... uh, at her house the last day we were there, and I think we're going back there some more. But we were praying and, and thanking God for her and the opportunity. And then she, she jumped in at the last and was thanking God for us and asking God to bless us. And we told her how much we loved her. And to sum it all up, she said, I love you more. Now, this lady don't know us from anybody except for Nancy. And that, I told her, that sums it up, girl. That's it. That's why we're here. So thank you all for supporting us. Keep praying for us, uh, because it's a hard work, yeah, but we're having a blast, okay? But, but it's for the right reason, and, and we are, it's about service, so praise God. So.
1: Miss Abernathy told Darrell that uh, when he stopped back by after our first day uh, there, that um, she had been sitting that, that morning uh, in her house, and she had prayed for Day 3 church for 45 minutes. And we're not her church. Uh, she has a church that she goes to. Uh, but uh, may bless me that she had been praying for us that long. Some of you
5: here probably know me and some of you don't. I'm Lynn's brother. and uh, I just want to say how very proud I am to see what God has done through him and through this church.
1: We'll have additional devotional time because this series isn't over yet. Um, but I, I want to start bringing things to a close because we, we need to uh, end here with a baptism in, in, in just a moment. Um, and people keep doing things like my brother, I'm not going to be able to talk. Uh, also,. Um, We'll be sharing more about the soup kitchen. We're actually feeding as our church's responsibility to feed uh, in Lenore uh, at Christmas time this year, so we'll share more about that. We have an opportunity this Tuesday also to share. Um, And I know sometimes uh, a a church doing something like a trunk or tree event can be awkward for some people. But uh, all we're doing uh, each year, and we probably have... Thirteen hundred to fifteen hundred people come through on a Halloween, Halloween night. But we do it trying to provide a safe place for people. And this year, uh, there's some developments that won't be safe places because of the way the yards are. You know, so we maybe have more of an opportunity than other years to try and provide a safe haven for parents to be able to bring their children. We feed the families and and things like that. Um, We're not doing this at all to glorify Halloween or anything that looks satanic or evil or wicked at all. When we host an event like this, we can't control how people look when they show up. But that's fine. We're here to serve Jesus. I can't control on Sunday morning how people look when they show up but we're here to serve Jesus and to love them no matter how they look when they show up, amen? So we can use some more trunks up there uh, for Tuesday night. The sign-up sheet is still out there. You can see Daryl. If you're someone that's got the heart to do it but not the finance to do it, you provide the trunk, we'll provide the candy, you know, if we need to do that, uh, just to try and minister and, and, and reach those people. If you want to help... See, Daryl, uh, starts at six o'clock, I think. Is that right, Daryl? Tuesday. You need to be here early if you're going to help, because uh, we've got a lot of different things going on, but that's just another opportunity to serve. I, I want to say again to all of those uh, that helped this past week, thank you. For those that will help in the future, I want to thank you as we, uh, we're going to meet tomorrow at eight o'clock for anyone that can come out and see where we can go and in uh, work this week also. Uh, next week, we, uh, Uh, have Zach Griffith who uh, is uh, serving with Campus Crusade for Christ and he's going to be with us speaking so that frees my time up a little bit more to do some things I'm really feeling called to do that I did this week and if you want to join us just you can call me or uh, show up tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock and we'll make some plans uh, from there Uh, I want to thank you again for your faithfulness Uh, I'm going to uh, ask the band to come out and we're going to do an invitation uh, as soon as we finish the invitation we're going to do the baptism uh, and I'll say more about that in just a moment and uh, and then we'll receive our offering. that'll be the last thing we do this morning uh, let, let's pray again Father we thank you uh, for the opportunity to hear people share we thank you for blessing us in spite of us Father we pray you protect Day 3 Church and protect all The churches in this area, that they can avoid trouble and problems as they focused on ministry. Father, I pray that for us. uh, Help us to be sensitive to to your call and the directions you'd have us to go. Father, if there's someone here right now that doesn't know Christ as Savior, I pray that you speak to their heart. Father, we, we went out, our men did, as you well know, because I think you led us there to saw up some trees this week, but you put your son on a tree for us. You put your son on a tree to die for our sins, shed his blood as full payment for our sins. He took his life back up to prove that he had done everything necessary to provide our salvation. Father, if there's someone in this place that doesn't know Jesus, draw them to yourself right now. Give them the faith that they need to believe in what Jesus did for them on the cross. For it's in His name we pray. Amen. Please stand. I I recognize at church sometimes people don't really understand if they didn't grow up in church. Well, why have an invitation? Why do you need to walk to the front and, and, and things like that? be honest with you, you don't have to walk to the front to trust Christ as your Savior. Uh, But you may be someone that doesn't understand that and you've been coming for a while and and maybe you don't know Christ as your Savior. We we invite you to come talk to us You know, after the service. Any of the staff, any of our leadership would love at any time to talk to you about what it means to trust Christ. While this is not Jordan's case, I hear from time to time of people have people with them that have been coming for a while and they don't know Christ as their Savior. Just coming and going at day three church is not what you need. You need to know Christ, a personal relationship with Christ as your Savior. And if you don't have that, then please come and ask us. we'd love to share with you. You may enjoy coming in and out the door. You may enjoy the music and things like that. But if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, there's coming a time in the future you will not enjoy it. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just being biblical and telling you the truth. That Jesus is your only hope. Today I have the opportunity to baptize Jordan Bright. Jordan's known Christ as her Savior for a long time. She's never been baptized by immersion. And she came and talked to me desiring to be baptized by, by immersion. So, today uh, we celebrate what's already happened in her life that she received Christ as her Savior uh, years ago. And uh, we're just celebrating that as she's baptized by immersion. A picture of Jesus being buried, Jesus being alive again. Uh, mm-hmm. A picture of what happened in her past a long time ago when the old Jordan disappeared. There's a new one with Christ in her heart. And uh, we're so glad we get to celebrate that with her. Uh, Next week, we'll also have the baptismal pool up. If you have never been obedient to Christ, you've never been baptized, uh, I encourage you to come and see me. And we'd love to line up for you to be baptized next Sunday or any Sunday. We should also be praying for a church plant I'm working with after we finish with our worship service today. There's a church plant in Hickory that I've been working with. They don't have a baptismal pool. They're coming here to baptize two people they have reached over the last couple of weeks and uh and all and they'll uh, they'll show up after we're gone to uh, to baptize but um jordan i, I appreciate your uh, obedience to the lord and your desire to be uh, baptized by immersion uh and as we've talked you trust in christ as your savior already so uh, now i baptize you my sister jordan bryant in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit Ask our ushers if they would to come. Should be a good time to take an offering up. <laughs> thank you again for your faithfulness and giving. As you heard a, a moment ago, because you enable us to do some things like this, that uh, you, you can't plan this. You can't plan when we need to do different types of ministry. And thank you for uh, enabling us to do that this week. If you can help as we move forward with uh, response to the disaster here in our area, let us know. As I said earlier, if you can't make it when we're going, call Concord Baptist Church, 8 to 5, and they have an office set up, a phone set up for the North Carolina Baptist men there. Uh, Please stand. I want to celebrate something before we pray. I know we've got other prayer requests that people have upon their heart, uh, but I want us to really close by celebrating something today. I was standing in the connection area before the first service, and I see Steve Biederman walk in with a cane. Not being pushed in a wheelchair. And, and weeks ago, we didn't know if Steve would live or not. And, uh, and he came walking in. Uh, a little bit later after that, uh, I was standing out at the door talking to someone for a moment. The music service was already taking place. Uh, but I had to go out to check on something and uh while i was out there i'm standing near the front door i see donna woods coming around the corner and then i see gary coming around the corner and uh as as most of you know gary almost died of a heart attack a few weeks ago uh he has to come in late right now because with the type of equipment he's wearing uh we can't vibrate him with a bass and things like that Uh, in here, But he was here this morning. I'm so thankful that, that, that God had uh, blessed him. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for the opportunity to come here today. We thank you for the, uh, for the songs that led us to worship you. Uh, Father, as, as we sing, as we thought about what you've done for us. We thank you for the opportunity to serve you and others this past week and, and the opportunities ahead of us this week. Father, we thank you for the baptism and what it represents that we just observed. Help us to go out and be your hands and feet out in this world. Bless what we give right now and use it that others may know Christ or they may experience the love of Christ. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this sermon audio production from Day 3 Church. We pray that it has ministered to you.
0: For more information about our location, service times, or other sermon podcasts, please visit us online at day3church.org. Day 3 Church, experience a new day in your
1: life.